Borg presents Hate Floats. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. Welcome to episode two, season two. Are you ready for some mall madness? Yeah, we're back. Apologies for the uh, the delay on the early feed. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, this one comes out on the on the day. I'm going to edit this and oh, put nice. it up later today. So nice. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, yeah, so thank us a, uh, for not having a delay. Well, thank Cole. <laughs> so. I, I tried my hardest to make us have a delay, and I <laughs> I just couldn't do it. Yeah, no, you injured your back on purpose. Oh man, I only I only do it on perfect. I'm a crisis actor. <laughs> On purpose, not on perfect. Mm. What a Freudian slip. I'm sure that doesn't reveal anything about my secret back plans. Mm. What's your secret back plans, back plan? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, this is uh, this episode was written by Jackson Public. Mm-hmm. Uh, premiered July 2nd, 2006. And boy, is it good to be in season two. It is. Season two? Feeling good. Feeling good. Got parody titles, you know? Why not? Why not talk mm-hmm. about hate floats? Uh, it, I mean... Why should you? Because we got uh, we we got Monarch trying to get Doctor Girlfriend back, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I presume that's what that movie is about. It's a ro- uh, it's a romantic comedy, right? What Hope Floats? Hope Floats. Nothing yeah. to write home about. Hope but, Floats. Yeah. Um. The uh. So he's trying to get his organization together. He's trying to get his girlfriend. Um. This is one of the episodes that was written together with both mm-hmm. Hammer and Public. I think Public has the writing credit in the book, but they did work together. Yes. Uh, because they wrote it back to back with the premiere. Mm-hmm. Um, and they function, they think of these two as kind of a two parter. Yes. Um, moving us forward um, and kind of resetting everything. Right, right. And kind of they consider this to be the real premiere of the second season, whereas episode one was kind of this reset. Uh, this shows things uh, both getting back into uh, motion, but also like. I don't know. This establishes the focus on the monarch as kind of the deuteragonist, right? For lack of yeah. the for lack of a less pretentious word, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the not sound pretentious. But they do form a dramaturgical <laughs> dyad. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I mean, it's it spends it, you know like the monarch is not just the one off you know kind of zany villain with a plan you know going after Doctor Brisby or whatever. Uh, like the monarch has a whole motivation and a whole crew and becomes, yeah. you know, kind of the A side of, of this episode for sure. Uh, but a lot more like season two the is kind of, of the series. Yeah. Like, so, you know, season two is really, you know, about the monarch's conflict with phantom limb. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, it, I can see them saying that this is the first real episode of season two because it's not a tricky gimmick. Yeah. You know, so much of the last episode was like weird, you know, which ones are the Venture Brothers? Like they did mm-hmm. kind of some goofs and now they're they're not fucking around with that. Right, right. Uh anymore. Uh very good episode. Yep. Uh the and uh not least of which because of the beginning of this, which is a legend. <laughs> uh the beginning of this is something that like, you know, when I was trying to get my friends into Venture Brothers, uh-huh. this is a scene to show them. Dun 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 bum 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 bum. It's so good. Yeah. Um, so uh, we we have Gary uh, Henchman Twenty One. Uh, he answers the phone in his home. He answers the Atomic Comics Collection connection, which I think about all the time. Yeah. <laughs> 
comic comics connection collection is so good yeah uh and it turns out it's 24 he had recently reunited uh with at the uh, support group <laughs> Yep. Uh, they, they, they had gotten back together um, and uh, has got 24 on. And then the monarch calls uh, shortly after. is like, oh, let me put you on three-way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the monarch is furious uh, with Gary because they actually... They, they actually followed his orders. They destroyed the cocoon. Why is my cocoon destroyed and yeah. sideways? <laughs> yeah. He did not expect them to do it correct. And uh, we never figure out if he uh, returned the uh, director's kind of working girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so this little scene where they have this, um, they talk about this on the commentary. They just improvise this whole scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're cleaning the Astro base and they're riffing. Yeah. So in the, there's a funny note in the commentary. They're like, we just did a version of the scene if, if it took three hours. Which <laughs> uh, <laughs> is very funny. Just, just, just Monarch criticizing uh, Gary for like, you know, what, why why is this yogurt spoiled in the door of the fridge? Yeah. <laughs> you can't yell at us for that. You lost the lid. Oh, boss. Um, and he's upset not only because his base is sideways, but there are no henchmen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 20, 21 reveals the most of them went to Monstroso's crew. Um, second appearance mo- mentioned Monstroso, mm-hmm. but not an appearance in Monstroso's lap. Yes. Um, <laughs> and like the monarch there. puts him to work. Yeah. Like you guys are henchmen again. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to 24 is going to come by and pick up Gary. Uh, so they mm-hmm. can get so that they can get started. Uh, I, I love this detail because yeah, it's it's true. When you, when you be be outside, I don't want to have to talk with your mom. With your mom, like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. no, like I mean, if I'm going to come over and pick you up, like I don't want to be roped into a whole thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's it, very very good. <laughs> uh, and then uh, twenty one does his uh, suiting up, and he's got you know they they talk about this in the commentary. I really love this that mm-hmm. like he does have this cool job, and he is like doing you know has a closet full of henchman shit Mm -hmm. but he has to make all the electronic noises of putting it together yep (laughs) himself like with his mouth uh and they start singing holes to the planets uh Mm -hmm. which you know you probably know yeah yeah. um you know they talk about on the dvd commentary they're doing it the superman theme Mm -hmm. uh you know when they they did the draft of it when they were riffing yeah but uh just the idea uh when when 20 uh 24 shows up Adding the accompaniment with the horn. Uh-huh. Like, God, is it good? <laughs> yeah. Like, just an incredible fucking moment right off the bat. Yeah. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Well, and I love that it's kind of undercut by, like, you know, Gary goes out and gets into the car and his dog follows him. Again, mm-hmm. just totally a thing. <laughs> that would Mom, happen. call the dog. <laughs> yeah. Just he can't have, like they can't have this one bit of dignity without the actual you know without the reality of their situation coming in that like they're pulling up a Nissan <laughs> to pick up yeah. to pick up a henchman mm-hmm. in a in a suburb. So good, yeah. so fucking good. Um, he has this. Uh, Twenty one has this huge collection full of nerdy stuff in his mm-hmm. closet. Uh, they talk about in the commentary how this was stuff that they had around the Astro base that was given to them by Ken Bloom. Mm-hmm. Uh, their friend who reviews toys yeah. and just gives them all the runoff. Pretty um, good hookup so to have. Great, great hookup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ken, Kenneth Plumy Plume. Mm. Yeah, that guy's nickname. Is it? Uh, apparently. Oh, okay. <laughs> looking up right now. Plumy. <laughs> Plumy. Hey, Plumy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Word. Uh, we get our new intro sequence, which is kind of exercised of the awkward animation from the pilot. Uh, yes. as it was put together this is not the intro that has you know 
Rusty and and JJ running along. This is you know the full the the, the full return, uh, and it's good. Like it actually mm-hmm. kind of fits fits the show a little bit better. There's like less of a less of a reliance on this kind of Saul Bass aesthetic, although it is still there. Yeah, yeah. it's it's also a little shorter. Yeah. Um, so we cut to the boys, they're waking up in their beds and they're kind of getting like gas and awe or like a, a gaslighted via shock and awe yeah. by having it be their birthday. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, and Brock hands them our ID cards, which are all burned up, uh, which is incredibly good. Yeah. And uh, Hank's like, hey, wait a minute, this has to be wrong. If this date's correct, we would be 19. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to be their 16th birthday. Yeah. Uh, and Dr. Venture just shoots us down, ignores it, fast talks them. Mm-hmm. Um, this is intercut with 21 recruiting, uh, henchmen, um, giving his sales pitch to a plant, which is 24, (laughs) uh, incredibly funny about the world of organized henching. Uh Um, and the idea of like, you know, part of me is like, oh, this is, this is definitely like a, an early conception of like, you know, gangsters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, kind of a, you know, the kind of thing I grew up with, uh, the news trying to make me scared of people with pants. Uh, the, the, that were lower that were lower than yours yeah yeah, yeah. If, if pants be low mm-hmm. you know trouble below if right. pants be high friend says i yeah the uh that kind of thing but the idea of the concept of this of like having you know actual criminals you know mm-hmm. criminals are fucking scary and yeah. all these guys do is play dress up so if you just get people <laughs> who actually straight up shoot people yeah uh in this stuff it's a real mismatch and like the music <laughs> they play whenever they pan over them <laughs> The, the exact same beat is so fucking good. Yeah. I love it so much. <laughs> it just, it, it is a wonderful mismatch, like highlighted by the fact that, you know, they, they, they 20 or 23 or 21 says like, oh, you, you get weapons and they're, they're attracted to this. But like the tension weapons are dart, you know, just poison yeah, dart darts. They're, they're, they're knockout darts. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the people that they're recruiting uh they've got guns they have like actual guns and this becomes a point later on they're like oh why are you using level five weaponry for a level one threat Level one threat yeah <laughs> uh so good you know guild bureaucracy is so yeah. so wonderful mm-hmm. uh 21 24 managed to operate the cocoon um and they did it because the new henchmen stole parts from sergeant hatred's hover tank uh first appearance sergeant hatred's hover tank mm-hmm. um it's you know, cool which, but which it's broken <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Uh, and they're just all hanging around the, uh, the, the control room there. 21 and 24 start a conversation like, Hey, I think, you know, we've been around for quite a while and and these guys are all new. We have seniority. Mm-hmm. I think we should be number one and number two or number two and number one. Uh, but a new guy has taken number one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and also just... taken the crowd. <laughs> Yeah, just making it his own fucking thing. Like just just rolled in and just through like sheer, sheer just like, yeah, no, this place belongs to me. Like if I step into the situation, I'm going to take what I want by force. Um, the monarch is, you know, just really into the initiative, but is angry that the crown is taken. So, yeah, he does not understand the threat he's under. Right. At this point, he assumes everybody lives in the same make-believe world that he lives in. <laughs> yeah. Which is not even remotely true. Nope. Um, so Rusty on 16th birthday... Uh, Rusty's got Dean, mm-hmm. uh, and, and Hank has Brock. Rusty is taking Dean to get fitted for his first speed suit. Um, speed suit is not a real thing. Nope. Um, I mean, it is a thing, but it's not this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a jumpsuit. Yeah. Don't uh, you bite Rusty, your don't tongue? Call it that. Yeah. Come do not on. Call it that. <laughs> um, and this is the beginning of Rusty taking Dean 
yeah under his uh under his wing and brock taking hank right um you know when they talk about how they needed to separate the boys for season two um this mm-hmm. is you know we we get perchance the dean we get you know all of the season six and seven stuff with dean mm-hmm. going to college yeah um him being like miniature rusty yes um, this is kind of the beginning of that mm-hmm. and i love the way that it develops because i mean and it's mm-hmm. so it both develops and also is kind of established like you know dean isn't into it like they just kind of like no. oh you're gonna give me a shitty you know shitty jumpsuit he's not into it the way that that, that, that rusty is you know rusty is like, like santa's magic janitor <laughs> <laughs> like he's not into it yeah yeah in a speed like suit you say janitor. to the world look out i know what i'm wearing for the rest of my life <laughs> and he's just yeah. like you just look no like i just i just Dean just kind of wants to be a regular boy a little bit at this yeah. point. Or like a boy detective. Like yeah. he wants to be a different pulp, mm-hmm. you know, thing. Yeah. Um, Hank is hanging out with Brock. Uh, Brock's getting a new caulking gun because Hank broke the old one. Uh, Which, because of course he did because it's caulk guns were shaped like guns and you're a kid. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, as an adult, I, I, I still use, I still will point my caulk gun at something to, you know, yeah. may make laser noises. Blam, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you. Yeah. They, uh, uh, they get they, filled they, in cracker. <laughs> does that work? Maybe That's what cock does, right? Yeah. That fills uh, it. Yeah. Fills in cracks. Yeah. 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 No, you got it. You got it. Um, works. but, uh, as they're shopping, uh, they run into 24 and the new henchman. So like, Oh, Oh, we're out here. Yeah. Uh, are, are, are we ready for this? And, and no, they're not because the monarch has his eyes on a different prize. He is, uh, tailing doctor, girlfriend and phantom limb, uh, by floating in the massive cocoon above the mall parking lot. <laughs> the the comedy of the, the cocoon hiding behind the trees is very good. <laughs> yeah. um, and I love this uh, Dr. Girlfriend, like, getting the version of what she thinks she wants with how lame Phantom Limb is. Oh, he's so boring. He's so, like, He's fucking just... incredibly lame. Yeah. Like, ah, and it, and it, <laughs> alas, very, someone uh, who understands that serration is only needed for bread. For bread and I. Everyone fucking understands that, man. Yeah. Like, he, he's the, the same way that he was where he's like, Asiago, a playful little cheese I developed a pet perchance for. Uh, and it's like, that's not a very, that's not a rare cheese, my dude. He's, 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 um, he's literally, like, I, I, I try to only throw this word around when it is, when, when it is accurate, but, um, it, it's pretentious. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. he is pretending he, to be higher class than he actually is. He, he's a, he is a low class person's idea of somebody who is high class. Yeah. Like Donald uh, Trump, you know? Like very similar, yeah. You know, just like you can imagine Donald Trump like being like, "Oh, I, I know serrations are for bread knives," mm-hmm. throwing that fact out and being like, "Yeah, yeah, everybody you know, knows, n- this. nobody knows this shit." Yeah, it's really deft writing the way they do Phantom Limb mm-hmm. as like looking more sophisticated but being more like shallow and shitty. It's just he's and, like it's a tissue paper thin veneer on him. Yes, yeah, yeah, really, really good. Um, he's gonna throw a dinner dinner party, and Doctor Girlfriend's not into it. She's gonna go to the food court to get something to nosh. And the monarch uh, finds her, and they have their little confrontation. Right. Um, you know, he's uh, he's trying to sell it to her. You know, she thinks she knew he was there. Right. You know, you, 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 <laughs> have, to, you have to keep the cocoon. The, the, the cocoon out of second gear if you want not to make noise or whatever. Or if you want, if you want uh, the, the, the cloaking. Uh, the, the cloaking, yeah, the cloaking system. Yeah. Well, I, I love that the yeah. first thing the monarch says, like he's standing there all timidly saying, I forgive you. Uh, I forgive you. Yeah. And uh, when she mentions the, the, the thing about the uh, about the, the, the cloaking thing, he tries to do the Homer Simpson thing of like, I figured out what I can, what I can offer you. Total and complete yeah. dependence. Because like, yeah. oh, I need you back. Like, I don't even know how to run all this stuff. There's just so many buttons. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, and and good for Doctor Girlfriend. Yeah, uh, for this standing. doesn't work. Yeah, she's like, no, yo, know, I was really upset. You threw me out, and if mm-hmm. you would have just asked me back, uh, I would have come. But instead, you called me a horror and went out chasing Doctor Venture. Yeah, you know, you have to grow up. And he at this immediate, this at this moment, gets interrupted by an emergency <laughs> transmission from twenty four that the Ventures are in the mall. Yeah, so there's kind of like a little Cheers esque thing where he's talking into his Bluetooth, but also talking to her. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's like a very sitcomy joke. Mm-hmm. Where you she's, know, you know, she's trying to have like a you. serious, like, let's talk about us kind of thing. And he's like, let's get them. Like, what do you mean? Let's get them. You know? Yeah. Uh, um, she's really upset about this right. and she tries to leave, but the monarch grabs her and flies away uh, on his wings, which are shown uh, to be functional now. Functional wings. Yeah. Yeah. I like in the uh, the uh, commentary that they talk about like this was supposed to be like the, in their head. This was going to be much more grandiose than it actually turned out being. Yeah. You know? It's just, yeah, yeah. again, kind of mundane because, like, yes, he is flying, but it's through a mall food court. He is. And he's singing the song from Superman. Yes. Uh, as well. So it's like, oh, that's, you know, they're going for something that they don't quite get. Right. right. Um, the henchmen, you know, the uh, the good henchmen, 21, 24, and all the scary henchmen, <laughs> uh, corner the boys. Um, Brock ends up pushing on the elevator and I love the fucking cock gun kill. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> just filling just, with foam. Just, just, just like stabs it up into the guy's like, uh, uh, rib cage and then fills him until the, until the cock comes out of his eyes and mouth. Like there's not <laughs> enough cock so in well. one of those guns to do that, dude. Like, so Brock could do it. Yeah. Brock could do it. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> Rusty gets punched by a henchman, uh, and this—I don't—I don't—I probably wouldn't say this is the source of my uh, one of my fears, but I am terrified of being punched so hard that my eye comes out. Sure, happens to Rusty. It's like it's dangling, and I love this—the uh, the split screen uh, that <laughs> that is shown from Rusty's perspective because his left eye is looking forward and the right eye is looking down. Uh, we get to see a shot of Brock being uh, shot and then knocked over. Uh, yeah, you know, so yeah. falling from like one side of the screen and into, into the other because of the two camera angles, again, very clever, like the intercutting in past tense. Yeah, very, very, uh, very nice little uh, bit of animation mm-hmm. there. Um, Hank tries to knock o- knock out one of the henchmen as he's running up the escalator. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, "You can do it, Duffy Moon," which is from an ABC after school special. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I did not know until I researched it. <laughs> um, but this doesn't work; it just bounces off because it's Nerf. <laughs> Damn you, um, Nerf! <laughs> Dean's speed suit, the crotch, which his dad had like padded and been like, "This is you should have a good like spelt seven inches of crotch or, or mm-hmm. something like that." Uh, it's very roomy, and it's getting pulled in by the escalator. Um, <laughs> yep. So, so everything, you know, mall cops show up. This is all just chaos, mm-hmm. and uh, the monarch is distracted. He ends up dropping Doctor Girlfriend, and uh, he takes Rusty with him. Yes. So yeah. So uh, he has taken as hostage, and he's pri- you know, prioritized him over uh, over Doctor Girlfriend, uh, at the very least here. So Brock, having been having been shot, uh, wakes up in Phantom Limb's house, which is modeled after um, oh gosh, a flank or right house, the store house. Yeah, and of course he yeah. calls it the Lair of the Phantom, location B for the Guild. Um, yep. you know, pointing around uh, to everything. Phantom Limb has remo- removed the bullet. Uh, and then goes into basically just a routine from Hot Shots, like listing yeah. all of the other things that, that, <laughs> that he that he pulled out of him. Just you know, I, and also like three others: a shark tooth, a twisted paperclip, and a meager handful of buckshot. And I, I love the line. You may want to learn how to duck. <laughs> you may want to learn how to yeah. duck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I lo- also love Brock responding to this. Like, listen, I'm going to feel better here in a moment. And kill you. So why don't you just 
tell me what's going on. And this is where he explains like, you know, well, no, this is about the monarch. Like mm-hmm. he's in extremely hot water with the guild. He doesn't have guild sanction at this point. He's using level five weaponry against no offense, a level one threat of Dr. Venture. Like you don't come to Dr. Venture with a pistol. No, I'll kill him. You come to him with sleep darts and right. like traps and schemes. <laughs> you know? um, really nice little bit of continuity here. Uh, Phantom limb speeds up rocks recovery with this muscle growth accelerator, which is the same one he uses. Mm-hmm. Uh, on himself later like this is his science yeah thing like, like this is where his accident came from and his his origin yeah and brock of course is tired of a cliche right he says what is yeah. it with you dicks the second an experiment goes wrong you sew yourself a pair of tight pajamas and become a pain in my ass like yeah he's got a point about it like oh like could you be more of a cliche but also it starts this um kind of rapport between brock and and limb which feels like yeah it feels like a like an outgrowth a little bit of you know back in the trial of the monarch when brock said in a way the guild is the only uh organization that i still respect yeah it also has uh shades of are you there god it's me dean where he's participating Mm -hmm. uh in the you know it gives the monarch a big fight for his birthday yeah, yeah. You know, like Brock puts up a hard shell about like not wanting to play with any of this shit. Mm-hmm. But I think he secretly likes it too. I think the only person who's truly over it is like Dean and Dr. Venture. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else in this world is pretty into it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it's like Monarch is not into it because he is constantly on the shit end of it. But yeah, he's, but it yeah. still is like the only framework in which he can it's life he can live. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's nothing else. There's no anything him. else. Yeah. Um, they started having a discussion about whether Doctor Girlfriend had a sex change mm-hmm. operation, talking about uh, surgery scars to put in her her bosoms. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know they they deny that. Um, there's a little thread of that throughout this episode. Yeah. Of Brock, you know, uh, this is some of the final appearances of the Doctor Girlfriend. Must be a guy because of the voice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thing that eventually dies, uh, mm-hmm. but it dies slow. And these are some of the the death rattles of it. Yes. Um, and he implies, you know, maybe the reason why Doctor Girlfriend's leaving is because the monarch has a bigger dick mm-hmm. uh, than you. Right. Um, weirdly enough, we do get a good handle on what Phantom's dick is like later. Did we do? Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't expect it, yeah. But you know, <laughs> the alchemist gets himself a prize. <laughs> like, <laughs> I um, forgot about that detail. <laughs> yeah. It makes a really weird squish noise, but it's yeah. it's fully like he's holding his hands apart like a like he's riding a bicycle. <laughs> like it, it's it's a long member. <laughs> um, well, you know, his arms, arms and legs weren't the only uh, uh, limbs that were accelerated. Yeah, waka yeah. waka waka. It's it's neat when they show his power too. I forgot about how when he's walking towards uh, the monarch, he's deflecting the darts mm-hmm. with his laser laser hands. Yeah, uh, yeah. which is really cool. Like, Phantom is neat. Mm-hmm. For being such a fucking dick, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, uh, uh, the kind of this little section ends when they uh, put together their gear. Uh, they put on uh, a guild helicopter belt uh, and then fly off. Brock loves the thing, you know, just yeah. uh, just like oh gosh, the single fire. Like yeah, he, he takes to it immediately uh, to the toys that they have because you know OSI doesn't have an awful lot that they give their field agents. Yeah, which we in the next episode will learn like they kind of do, but earlier on or like he's not as into fucking around with that shit. Right, right. Uh, when he's like working, like there's right. like play mode and work mode mm-hmm. for Brock. He he respects the uh, he respects the helicopter belts like he respects his Dodge Charger. You yes. Know? Yeah. 
Dr. Girlfriend took Hank and Dean. She's just kind of stuck. Like, we're still here. <laughs> um, takes Brock's car, uh, which is trapped mm-hmm. uh, in, you know, very scary way. Like a gallon and, of flame uh, fires out from the steering wheel. <laughs> yep. Uh, she knows how to hotwire things because she number two for Truckulees back in the yes. day. Um, I'm uh, happy the Truckulees never gets like a spotlight episode or anything because like it's not a concept that could bear any more weight than just the name and the design. But I love that Truckulees exists. I, I feel like Truckulees could have got an episode, man. Yeah, they they, <laughs> they do they do a lot of episodes for a lot of dudes. <laughs> they do uh, in this uh, Truckulees could have done it. Yeah, there's there's like six episodes of Augusta St. Cloud. Oh yeah, I suppose. Um, you know, but those are Billy uh, episodes. <laughs> like yeah, which, which are, yeah, they're not. You know, yeah. I don't think Truckulees should be the arch villain for Billy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I, I love Trekulees's turn at the end of the season mm-hmm. or his appearance but yeah. <laughs> um you know the boys don't know who Dr. Girlfriend is which at first seems you know sh- hinky but uh-huh. they don't actually interact with her very much no no uh, during this uh, thing they saw her very briefly when she was like disguised when the monarch brought Hank back mm-hmm. uh to the room in the early in season yeah. 1 when they and they went when they were held captive like the monarch was the one who inter- who interacted with them right yeah they yeah. saw her very briefly in the the trial, probably, but they weren't looking at her. Yeah, you know, she yeah. was in the back, so they don't they don't really know who she was. And Dean asks if uh, she's their mommy because mm-hmm. Dean kind of asked this about everybody. I feel like, <laughs> uh, you know. And also, I mean, it's it's raising up because again, they are they're dancing around dropping the mommy bomb. And I feel like they yes. want to get they they want to get Sheila off the uh, off the list of possibles. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. She has uh, she has Hank drive because she mm-hmm. says she says I never drive mad, mm-hmm. um, and Hank you know is very nervous about this. This is very adorable. <laughs> yeah, ten and two, um, <laughs> you know, very very funny. Yeah, uh, and then she's like, she's they're like, how do you know where he's going? And she says uh, she's tracking the monarch as the monarch with a device she planted on him, and the implication is she planted it up his ass uh, with her mouth, mm-hmm. and the boys on the commentary love this idea. <laughs> Yeah. Like they're just like way into the idea of super villain analingus. And I'm, uh, I'm shocked <laughs> by how, how low, how in love they are with that idea. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I just, I, I, I like the audacity of putting a joke about rimming into, uh, into a cartoon on the cartoon yeah. network, you know, not a whole lot of rimming on cartoon work. No, very like little. Johnny Bravo got up to some shit, but like <laughs> not nearly this much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also just the idea that she walks right up to the line of explaining it to the kids, but then backs away from it. You know, yeah, there's yeah. A, I love that kind of thing. Like, because even though they're sixteen, you yeah, know, it's, a, it's advanced. It's advanced. You know, it's a varsity it's move. Semi advanced. Don't you know the Twitter is going to try to make you? If you're listening to this, kids, mm-hmm. Twitter is going to try to make you feel like rimming is just like a one hundred and one level thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not. I mean, especially it's okay like back to think at of that like as advanced. back at this time, you know? I was you know uh, like I was eighteen when this episode came out. I'm and... high to a grasshopper. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck man, sorry. <laughs> you caught me off guard with that. That was really good. <laughs> even, even back at the time, it was only something that was whispered about. It wasn't something that was shouted high from the mountaintops of your twitters and your tumblers. You know? No, absolutely. Yeah. Like I remember, there's that Chris Rock thing about tossing salad. That's right, where I think a right. lot of people learned about it. And then I remember my mom watching um, like Queer as Folk yeah, or, yeah. or something like that. Um, and uh, two characters in like a dance club, mm-hmm. like very secretively talking about eating ass. And it was just so interesting because like 15 years later, yeah. like, you know, it's in half of the Twitter bios. 
mm-hmm. that you find like the entire like leftist gaming Twitter is like, yeah, of course I eat ass. I do it all the time. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> it's so fucking weird. I kind of want to put that genie back in the bottle. Like, I don't want to sex shame anybody, but like, yeah, feel a little bit more magical when there was something that could be taboo. Yeah. You know, <laughs> something, something that wasn't, I don't know. I, I'm not going to uh, yeah. st- step out in the, in the face of, in the face of repression. It is very strange. It is one of those things that is a weird, uh, a weird mismatch between how I came up and what people are comfortable yeah. with today. And I have to be, I wouldn't have bingo carded it, you know, <laughs> like if I was, when I was like 20 they're just like, Hey, did you know that in 20 years, like mm-hmm. this is just gonna be real common. People are gonna talk about it all the time. You're going to talk about it all the time. Yeah. And I just be like, no, I don't know that. Fuck. No, I, 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 I probably would not have placed that bet. It's probably fine. Less shame in the world. Yeah. Probably good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think, you know, anything consenting adults do. Yeah. It's just funny that it has become this like badge of honor. <laughs> like I have read more tweets that are, you think this and you don't even eat ass. Yeah. yeah. And like, I've read a bunch of tweets that have that cadence in it. Like mm-hmm. it's a, it's a metric you have to clear. Yeah. You know, you old cowards don't even mm. eat ass. Yeah. Yeah. You must, you must be at least this sexually adventurous to ride, mm. you know? So I don't know. Um, but anyway, so she, the doctor girlfriend stuck a, uh, tracking device at the monarch, monarch's ass with her tongue is what uh, the Venture <laughs> brothers is teaching us now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we go, we go back to the cocoon, um, and the fake henchmen have taken over the cocoon with their real guns. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, and throw the monarch and the henchmen in the cell with rusty. Like everyone's in jail. Rusty yes. has his eye bandaged up. They stuck it back in. Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah. it's so good um but yeah and the monarch like is like, finally has a chance like he's in the same room in the same room with with uh with dr venture and you know dr venture's like why in the world are you just like, why are you constantly a pain in my ass and monarch doesn't even like he doesn't have even just the opportunity like he won't even tell rusty why he hates him it's evident damn yeah <laughs> you know it's like not even gonna dignify that with a response like yeah. this is what we do <laughs> So yeah. 21 steps in and says, hey, like we can't just stay in here and bicker. We need to come up with a plan. You know, there's, mm-hmm. they're heavily armed. We can't get to our dark guns, you know, because we're locked in the cell. However, I have an armory that we can get to. We are held directly below it. And he points up to a, to a little vent cover um, in the ceiling saying like, hey, we're just going to get through that. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, wait a minute, you're going to do it. I love the throwaway line as they, as they, uh, before they go on, like, what is it? It's just uh Dr. Venture says you're just too heavy. <laughs> yeah. You cannot do it. Yeah. Uh, they get him in there. Uh, they lube him up mm-hmm. to slide him through that thing, um, with WD 40 mm-hmm. that, uh, Rusty has. And the armory that's like one of my favorite things is it's full of, uh, early mid two thousands Hulk hand nerd replica. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Um, legally unactionable. You know, there's like a poster of not Wolverine. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's a, a not Captain America shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is very funny. Yeah. Uh, they make reference to uh, magic cards here uh, because mm-hmm. though they didn't play Magic the Gathering, they figured Gary would. Um, and mm-hmm. by mentioning Magic the Gathering, Wizards of the Coast just like sent them a bunch of cards. Like they have more cards than yeah. they know what to do with, uh, which is cool. Um, my favorite bit about this is 24 picks up a, picks up a sword. It's a replica sword from Lord of the Rings. Uh, and Gary is insistent, like, no, you can, you can't take it out of the box. Use it in the box because it's mint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he goes, in, yeah. he goes into the bat into battle, wielding this box sword, a box sword. <laughs> Them all charging out to the battle is very funny <laughs> when that happens. Why are Hulk uh, it's, it's so the final funny. scene of the episode. Like, 
Why, why are what? Why are Hulk hands so funny? Like I laugh I gotta, at them I love when they it come so much. up. Yeah, and I I had a lot of those around me. Yeah, when those came out, like I, so one of my friends had them. My friend Austin really loved them. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they're they're very funny. Yeah. Like, just to have because you look just very normal. Uh-huh. You know, no other part of you has become Hulk. <laughs> you, you just have you just have the Hulk hand, and then when you reach for something, it just goes smash. <laughs> it's like, really good. Yep. Like very, very funny. Yeah. Um so the cocoon, uh, Brock and and Phantom Limb are actually taking over. Mm-hmm. You know, doing you know, are the effective people here. Yeah, yeah. Um Brock loves that the guild net guns actually work. He's like, you know, I never had one of these that didn't just get tangled up. You know? Uh and they're they're showing their mutual respect. Yeah. You know, Brock is even complimenting Lim on his killer hand thing, you know, his actual mm-hmm. superpowers. Uh, which are rare in this uh, in this universe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are yeah. only two henchmen left, uh, and they decide to do shtick. Basically, uh, yeah. Lim says, "Hey, play along with this." Lim flops himself on the ground and pretends that he's had his arms and legs ripped off uh, in a very dramatic way. <laughs> yeah, I've been torn asunder. <laughs> uh, and Brock comes up and is like, "Please, you know, put him out of his misery." Mm-hmm. Oh, you won't do it. Do I have to do it? Give me the gun. So they, you know, they disarm the guys yeah. and uh, take them out there. Uh, Lim grabbing one of their ankles mm-hmm. and zapping him and Brock sticking uh, the hand of one of them up his own ass. Yeah. yeah. Which, uh, Lim, which is kind of a Brock standard. Yeah. Lim admires it, admires the audacity yeah. of it. Yes. <laughs> uh, Brock is standing there and he thinks, wait a minute. I recognize that. What's that noise I that, that I hear? That's my like, car. That's my car. That's my, that's my car's <laughs> engine. And it was like, like moments before the Dodge charger plows through the wall of the cocoon, uh, <laughs> with a uh, doctor girlfriend and the boys inside of it. Brock is distraught because like, as we saw last episode, he just finally got it like back into working condition after helper drove it through the window <laughs> of the, of the yeah. lab. <laughs> um, so 21 is teaching Rusty, you know, he's like, what are these tarot cards? I'm going to tell their fortune. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, no, they're magic cards. Just throw them. You get a corner <laughs> in one of those eyes. It's really going to hurt. Which is well observed because magic cards used to have those sharp corners. They did used to have those sharp corners. Yeah. They rounded them. Mm-hmm. They also use, there are magic cards that you're supposed to throw to use or like drop and throw. Really? So this is great. Uh, you're at least drop, mm. not throw. There's like meteors and stuff. Oh, weird. Chaos orb. Huh. Um, yeah. Uh, so they all get, you know, uh, Rusty has a Magneto helmet. Uh, Monarch has his Hulk hands. 24 has the box sword. Uh-huh. And the episode ends with them charging out into the door mm-hmm. uh, to try to fight. Uh, but unfortunately, Brock and Phantom Limb are there. Yeah, they just, you know, Brock and Phantom Limb think they're, go- they're finding more henchmen. Um, and, you know, they think that they're going to go into, you know, go- make this valley in defense of the cocoon. Uh, it turns into like into this painted freeze frame that is directly a parody of the ending of uh, Butch Cassidy and Butch the Sundance Kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we get our credits. Um, you know, the monarch is very, uh, is very brutalized and Dr. You know, Phantom Loom is about to finish him off. Dr. Girlfriend begs him not to, Mm -hmm. you know, he says the the only thing he did was uh, succumb to my charms. You know, Mm -hmm. his only crime was just wanting me. Um, Phantom Loom spares him and Brock, uh, makes a crack about looking for scars on, on, you know, makes a crack about her charms basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, really pushing that she used to be a, a man thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which like she didn't used to be a man. Like it's nope. not transphobic. It's just kind of shitty. It's, it, it's, it's just, it like, it's, 
saying that it would be bad and saying that Phantom Limb would be bad for being with somebody who yes. putatively would have been like that. So it's still really it's it's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's transphobic. A, it's also but it's not like she transitioned. Yeah. You know, it's this weird thing where it's like shitty. Yeah. But I understand in the mid 2000s why that didn't seem shitty. Yeah. Like we're, we're living in Ace Ventura 2's, you know. Fuck, that's so bad. Uh, or, or one, whichever one has the really, really no, transphobic it, ending. Yeah, it's one. Uh, Tra- Ace okay. Ventura one. Ace Ventura two is 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 blameless. That has him emerging. <laughs> it's a perfect movie, honestly. Uh, emer- I mean, it has it has him emerging from the from the fake rhinoceros's ass, uh, which is <laughs> <laughs> no. He 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 made a rhinoceros robot. He <laughs> overheated. He was all sweaty and he crawled out the back, making it look like uh, a rhinoceros gave birth to a grown human man. <laughs> no, I, I remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was great. Okay. Yeah. I'm just joking. Uh, but Phantom Limb darts him and yeah. says, What? I'm a villain. And it's like, well, You don't have to be a villain. Just no, put fucking no. hammer in that. Uh, you know, stop it. Yeah. yeah. It, it was It was right. The, he, was, he was right to dart, to dart Brock. Yes. Oh. Yep. 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 And, that's and that's hate floats. Of, uh, that's hate floats. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a good show. Mm-hmm. A good episode of a good show. Yeah. Getting back to the cat and mouse, uh, setting up kind and of cat the key. And also cat. <laughs> Sorry. That's yeah. yes. Getting back to the cat and also cat, uh, setting up kind of the foregrounding of the monarch uh, and the evolving relationship uh, between him and uh, Dr. Girlfriend that will, I mean, it's, it's the background for the, for the finale, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're going to spend some time in the middle of this season not advancing things quite as much until yeah. we get to that, uh, that finale. Mm-hmm. But still a very good season. It's kind of like one of the last seasons where it feels like there are episodes like Guess Who's Coming to State Dinner. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, in it, like not just episodes that are clunkers because there are later clunkers as well. Mm-hmm. But clunkers that don't advance yeah, much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if all goes according to plan, next episode uh, we're on Assassin Annie nine one one, we'll have our first guest of the season, and the episode after that, Escape to the House of Mummies, part two of three, one of the best episodes of the show or mm-hmm. any show, I would argue. Yeah, uh, also is a guest episode. Oh, nice! So, two in a row. Two in a yeah. row. Pray, um, pr- I don't think it will affect our skid. Pray for me as I attempt to figure out how to structure the uh, Escape from the House of Mummies episode. That will be really tricky. Luckily, you will have the help of Will Hughes. I will. Agent of Chaos. (laughs) Um, If you like the show, please sign on over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Um, You know, three bucks gives you early release Mm -hmm. and access to the Slack. Um, $5 gives you a bunch of extra shows. $10 gives you a bunch of extra shows in addition to those extra shows. Yeah. Um, Thank you if you have supported us and if you are considering it. uh, We think it's worth it. We think that we've uh, put put enough value there. So give it a shot. Uh, you can also leave us a rating review on Apple Podcast. Uh, that would be very sweet. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that. Um, and tell your friends. Please do. Yeah. I think that's about it. I think so. So let's uh, let's yeah. do the thing. Until next time. Go, go Team, team Venture. Venture. <laughs>